Welcome to the Sports Effect Podcast. My name is Kenny Morgansai. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Andre Barkholtz. And we are here, we are two dudes who love talking about sports and love talking about how it has impacted us. And uh, we're jumping into part two of our predictions series. So uh, we love talking about predictions. It has impacted us. It is one of the main points of uh, interest among pretty much any sports viewer is, who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, who do you think is going to score a touchdown? Who do you think is going to, you know, hit a hole in one? Whatever it might be, whatever sport you like, there's always some sort of predict- predictions, color commentary, um, talking about what might happen, what has happened, what will happen. And re- and one of the best ways of uh, looking back at predictions is actually um, uh, looking, or one of the best things about predictions is looking back at what you have said in the past. And uh, Andre is going to actually jump in right now. And he's going to tell us a little bit about someone who um, was very correct in the past. Absolutely. When we're talking about predicting sports, you absolutely are going to have to talk about sports betting. Um, Sports betting is a huge market um, that a lot of people participate in. Um, We both participate in in it some, um, but obviously don't participate in it you know, set your own limits, be smart with your, uh, be responsible, be responsible. Absolutely. Play responsibly. Yes. Uh, we will always be an advocate for that. Uh, don't play with anything that you can't afford to lose. Always. That is our, uh, philosophy on sports betting and tell your wife about your bets. Always. Always. Yes. Always. Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, yeah, no secret. If you're keeping your sports betting a secret, uh, uh, there might be a problem there. Anyways, so sports betting is a a large market, and it's all about trying to predict. If you can successfully predict sports, you make money. If you don't successfully predict sports, you lose money, and they make money either way. So they've really got something going, but you could uh, make an edge there if you're good at predicting sports. Um, so for those who don't know, Andre is pretty solid at, uh, predicting sports. Um, he's got a pretty good algorithm about how to, um, you know, make his predictions. So Andre, uh, go on, uh, go and tell us about uh, what you're going to tell us. So sports. Yeah. I, I like to think that I'm pretty okay at it. I, I I like, uh, trying, trying my best, but I cannot hold a candle to, uh, Taylor is her name. And she, (laughs) and she picked a 15 pick parlay back in 2015 for NFL winners. Some of them were lines. Some of them was money line. So just picking who was going to win for the most part for games. Um, And she bet a $5 bet on this 15 pick parlay. Now, my question to you, Kenny is how much do you think her $5 parlay paid? This is one of the best parlays to date but only bet five dollars a lot of times $5? when you think a lot of times when you think of a, a parlay that hits it's somebody that bet a million and then they win five million and it's crazy because they won five million dollars this is not that case but they didn't bet a million she only bet five dollars five dollars I mean, how much could you really win with five dollars i'm gonna go i'm gonna go eighty five thousand dollars you know, not bad. She made a hundred thousand dollars off of that bet. It was a hundred thousand and five. Wow! So pretty round odds. It was okay. twenty thousand. It might have been the max that they paid out or something. Because if it's such a round number, um, but yeah, hundred thousand and five was what Taylor. So congratulations to Taylor. I hope you took your money and ran. Yes. Um, yes. Don't bet it again. Just yeah, keep it. Exactly. If you uh, beat the odds like that, just run away. Put and- it in Bitcoin. <laughs> oh <laughs> or wow. maybe not yeah maybe not <laughs> um and so 
Taylor was really great at predicting the future. Um, and, you know, Kenny and I, we haven't had as good of, of um, a track record as Taylor. If you want to hear some of our successes, you can go listen to part one, where we talked about uh, some of our greatest decisions and who we've supported. Um, but today, we are going to be talking about who we've gotten wrong, um, from least amount of wrong, or at least surprising, to most surprising, or the one that we missed by the most. Um, so yep. we're going to be ranking those players and talking about uh, some of our blunders and uh, just uh, how we can't really predict the future. Exactly. And uh, Andre, I'm curious uh, how you came up with your list because uh, I came up with my list um, when I was determining you know, who I was the most wrong about versus the most right about. Well, I guess most right was last episode, but who was the most wrong in particular? Um, I thought back to who I stuck to my guns with. Um, even when they started showing signs that I was wrong, I doubled, tripled, and sometimes even quadrupled down on these guys. And so um, that's the people I doubled down on the most is who I put as number one on the wrong list. How about you, Andre? So mine is really about the gut check moment. So which of these like hurts me the most when I think about it? Which one feels like the knife is still twisting um, and that I feel the worst about? Um, so basically the most sick to my stomach. So it was more mm -hmm. of an internal feeling based off of it. Of it wasn't necessarily that I doubled down or anything like that. It was the one that like still hurts me um, in order to go back on. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's jump right into it. So Kenny, what was your number four? five for the one that you got wrong the one that got away the one that got away so number five is uh gonna be a group of players it is the alabama running backs so way back 2011 i was super high on um trent richardson or i'm trying to remember back if it was trent richardson or eddie lacy first those are two guys that i was wrong on i think it was eddie lacy i think first. eddie lacy was first i thought eddie lacy was going to be phenomenal he had, I think, one good year. He had 10 touchdowns with the Packers, and then he utterly fell off the face of the earth. He gained a ton of weight and just could not run the ball well. And so that was the first time I was wrong with an Alabama running back. Then I followed Eddie, up. Eddie Lacy yeah. was the one traded from the Packers for basically a bag of footballs. Like, that was the value of the trade was they just wanted, you know, a couple of footballs in return for him, correct? Pretty much, pretty much. And I think it was a conditional seventh-round pick. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Which is essentially we wanted to cut him, but the other we wanted to see if another team didn't want to have to deal with the waiver wire, and so then they sent them a conditional seventh-round pick for him. Literally pocket change, literally. So, the second one, to follow it up, if I, you'd think, you'd think, you'd think I would learn my lesson about Alabama running backs. I followed up with Trent Richardson, and I was like, Trent Richardson's the guy. He's the one who's going to right the wrongs of Eddie Lacy. He is going to be the running back in the NFL who I can just watch for years and be like, yeah, that guy I was right about. I doubled down on Alabama running backs, Trent Richardson. Needless to say, he let me down again. If you know who Trent Richardson is, he had, I think his rookie year was solid. And after that, he never averaged more than three yards per carry the rest of his career or something like that. It was not great to say Titans, the least. right? Uh, no, no. Uh, Browns. Browns and then Colts. He hmm. might have had one other stop. Raiders. 
Wow. I remember Trent Richardson, but apparently I didn't remember what team he was on. That's but right. uh, apparently that goes to show you that you were wrong if I can't recall uh, the teams that he was on. Yep. Now, I have heard of an Alabama running back that does uh, is on the Titans, but uh, he wasn't your uh, ride or die. He's actually the third one I was wrong about oh. because I thought I learned my lesson when uh, the running back uh, Andre is referring to is Derrick Henry. And I thought I learned my lesson. And so I was like, Derrick Henry, he is too big. He is too slow. He's not, can't move laterally. He's not a good fit for the NFL. All he can do is run over people. And but instead, he's just too big <laughs> and runs over people. And you should have seen this coming because, in fact, like, you know, he's just too big. He's too big. Yeah. And he was arguably the best running back in the NFL over the last couple of years. So yep. um, I was low on Derrick Henry and high on Eddie Lacy and Trent Richardson. So Alabama running backs are where I was wrong. The first one, number five. So you can't trust Kenny's nose for Alabama running backs. You can't. You really can't. Any take on the current Alabama running back so we know to go the opposite direction? Honestly, I don't even remember his name. Oh, it's, all right. uh, so so that, he's going to have a stellar NFL career is what that means prob- because Kenny has not put his stamp of approval on him. Jur- jury's still out for Najee Harris. I thought Najee, Najee Harris was going to be sweet, and he is uh, middle S- of the pack. Starting his descent, seemingly, yeah. which is rough because it's his second year. Yep, It looks a lot like Eddie Lacy and Trent Richardson. It really does right now. Um, we will see on that, though. So we won't call you wrong there. Right. Uh, my number five, I'm going keeping with the running back. Um, it also has to do with fantasy. This is a used-to-be number one overall pick um and he fell off the face of the world as soon as i came around to him and his name is todd Gurley. um heartbreaking but it was i was waiting to see that it was legitimate and by the time that i caught um onto the train it was too late his knees the arthritis could not uh, hold up and so um Basically, I just doubted um, that arthritis in the knees would um, slow him down, and slow him down it did. So, uh, Todd Gurley is my number five. You thought, see, you thought the pain in his knees would only make him run faster because he's just trying to get off the field quicker, yeah. get off his knees. But instead, he just got off the team quicker. That's true. That's true. Tough guy. I mean, tough break for that guy too. He was, uh, he's a good dude off the field, is uh, what I read about. So, yeah, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Andre, uh, how about let's, let's go back to you. How about number four? Who you got? So my number four, um, again, is... So this is all based off of my fantasy takes for the most part. It's people that I either didn't buy stock and then was mad, or I bought stock and was mad. So this is really what, when I'm talking about rating these people, this is what it comes down to. Um, my number four is that Tom Brady would be washed when he was traded to the Bucks. Um, I thought that it, it was going to be clearly shown that it was Bill Belichick when it was the Belichick v. Brady. Who was it? Who did it? Why were they great together? Um, just with his, I mean, obviously like when you look at and it like draft pedigree or how he did it with wide receivers and like, it just seemed as though it was the scheme, um, in my mind of like that. So when they separated, I thought it was going to illuminate of Bill Belichick was the reason. I mean, there's still arguments that Bill Belichick is like a big reason why he was so successful for the length of his career, but nope, Tom Brady is the truth. Um, also Tom Brady in, uh, Tampa Bay has just been kind of a blast. I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but 
Uh, it's just been a blast to watch him, and he's he, a goat. He has proved me wrong. I can give him the goat title. There's no question that came at Tampa Bay. Um, he threw a Lombardi Trophy over um, another complete pass. Another complete barely. pass. Uh, yeah, barely of the Lombardi <laughs> Trophy, but he did it while clearly inebriate inebriate. Inebriated. Inebriated. Um, and uh, still can complete passes uh, with that even when they're not deflated. So True, true. He's 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 a pretty solid quarterback. Uh, if only his Botox skills were as good as his passing skills. Um, that's the only knock on him. But, yeah, Tom Brady, phenomenal guy. Absolutely. I was definitely wrong on that end of the trade. What about your number four? So uh, number four, staying with the quarterback theme and quarterbacks, particularly who are very good, who I thought would not be so good. uh, Josh Allen. I was not on the Josh Allen train. I going back to that draft class. um, And, you know, if you listen to the last episode, I was really low on Baker Mayfield and called myself right. Um, I was also low on Josh Allen, and I was wrong. I thought Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold would be the best quarterbacks out of that draft, and uh, it was definitely Josh Allen as number one. I mean, you could argue Lamar Jackson has had points where he's been the best, but I think Josh Allen's number one. We're glossing over the uh, middle section there, the Sam Darnolds. We'll... uh, we'll Foreshadow report. Yes, foreshadow report there. Foreshadow report. All right, all right. Uh, But yes, Josh Allen for me. Well, conveniently, next on my list is Josh Allen. Uh, Mainly, I blame my friends that were bringing up lots of stats of why Josh Allen was trash. I honestly didn't really care about the Bills a whole lot at that point, so didn't watch a lot of their games. Um, I was more watching Bills defense because their Bills defense when he was coming into the league was just stifling. Still really good. It is. Yeah, it is still really good. But now we watch the offensive side of the ball for uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, But yeah, in 2018, his... uh, Pass completion percentage was 52.8. That is bad. And then followed it up in 2019 with 58.8. Still not great. Not great. And then he made his uh, ascension in 2020. Um, and just, I believe it was like around 68. Like jumped Something up. Like, yeah, he has not looked back. He's been a top-notch quarterback pretty much every yeah. single game it's his it's, we always knew that he had the power it was the accuracy and then how he can now uh use his legs in addition to the accuracy that just makes him a cheat code in the nfl literally probably i mean probably the most dynamic player in the nfl like you know when in, you add up the totality of yep. arms plus legs because they're i wouldn't say that he's like the best running quarterback but no dynamic altogether because of what he can do with his arm in addition to what he can do with his legs i agree yep he might not even i don't even think he has as good of an arm talent as mahomes but i think when you add arms and leg together there's nobody else like him. do you remember the draft class that they were like eyes of this person and legs of this person feet of this person i don't know it was like the 2019 2020 draft class something i think it was 2019 and they were like eyes of saquon barkley and uh like basically like as if they're like robots and you can dissemble and put them together and then just like if you were to make that actual combination they would be the best like player ever but when we're talking you should do that we should make the best nfl quarterback or something like best nfl player at each position taking each aspect yeah we should do that that would be an idea um but stay tuned 
Yeah, there you go. Um, so now we're doing what I am giving crap for the uh, NFL draft doing. But, I mean, they were comparing the rookies to be this, that they were this combination of all these other players. Um, but to, to that extent, I would say Josh Allen has, like, you know, 90% of the arm talent and some majority percentage of the leg talent of Lamar. Like, he is yeah. just insane. Oh, yeah. so. he's, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. We were, you know, both wrong about him. Shout out to Aaron. I mentioned him in the last podcast. Aaron was on the Josh Allen hype train from the start. So, Indeed. Aaron, maybe we should listen to you more. Yikes. Or maybe not. Yikes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he'd have a list of his wrong ones as well as his right ones. But True. He does True. have some good right picks for sure. He does. He does. Um, also, we got to say that you're more likely to have more darts on the board if you throw more darts. So That's true. To the That's people true. such as Aaron that throw lots of darts, um, you're more likely to catch a stray bullseye every now and again. You miss every shot, you don't score. You miss Wayne yes. Gretzky. Michael Scott. There you go. Um, That's my, not how it is. You miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that yep. didn't sound right. Yep. Yeah. That's all right. We, we don't need to edit that. We'll just leave it. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. Michael Scott. You can't score if you don't shoot. There you go. There can't you go. score if you don't shoot. Number uh, three for me. You covered your number three. No, four was Josh Allen. You, who's? Go for it. I thought, I thought your number three was Derrick Henry. No, no, Derrick Henry was Alabama running backs. Oh, I just, you said something about three. Anyways. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry. Apologize. My number three is uh, Mike Davis, also known as Funk Davis. I'm not going to mention the podcast I got this from because I'm still a little bitter about it, but uh, I listened to a podcast about fantasy football and they hyped up Mike Davis and... I really thought that he was going to be phenomenal. I thought he was going to be a top-notch guy. Um, I bought a lot of shares of Mike Davis in fantasy football, and I truly thought he was just going to be a good running back all around after he um, he played with the Panthers and came in for McCaffrey and was good and then was going to be the starter in Atlanta with the Falcons. I was what? like, Mike Davis, this is the guy. I even nicknamed him. You know, We came up with a nickname, Funk Davis. And he, unfortunately... Go ahead. He was quoted as 80% of Christian McCaffrey. Yep, right? yep, yep. That was his thing. And uh, he was not 80% of Christian McCaffrey. No, he 8%. Was percent, eight. More like 8. He was 1.8% oh, at that. He was, he was not great. Uh, and Mike Davis, I planted my flag thinking he was going to be great, and he was not. So that's my number three. Um, yeah. Fun fact about Mike Davis. Uh, so uh, Kenny and I are in a dynasty uh, fantasy football league, and meaning that you can keep players from year over year. So it's more of a long, uh, a long play on fantasy football. We kind of have some interesting rules in that league, but it is. Um, it was almost time for my wedding. Um, and so, uh, people were staying at my house. We were all out to dinner. Uh, Kenny and I listened to the same podcast. So we had the same idea. We both love Mike Davis. We had covered that we liked Mike Davis. Um, and we were out to dinner. Um, and then I hear, or I see Kenny like whispering about with the owner that has Mike Davis. And then I was like, oh, I need to get into this as they're both in my wedding party. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I got to get in on this. And before I could get there, Kenny had already struck a deal to get Mike Davis. Meanwhile, I was absolutely irate at both of them for not letting me butt in at all or trying to match the offer or get in because I was very much so wanting Mike Davis because I thought he would be a value pick. Um, so while I was also wrong about Mike Davis, Kenny had to bite the bullet. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was kind of karma uh, going behind my back uh, when I had invited him over to be uh, in my wedding party. And, I think it was uh, two days before the wedding. Too. It was two days before the <laughs> wedding, yeah. And making this trade, and that was uh, his wedding gift to me, and uh, it bit him in the behind. So um, You should really be thanking me because I took him I took him off your hands. You know, I kept Well, if he, if he would have played for me, he might have been good. So yeah, that's true. That's I might have at least extracted 8% of uh, Christian McCaffrey instead of 1.8%. He was he was a net negative on the field. There's a couple times where I think he just had some negative points in general. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was bad. It was tough. Um, and so now I'm up to my number two, correct? Yes. Keeping with the running back position, I am going with someone that is uh, I have such a love-hate relationship with, and it is Saquon Barkley. And I am not wrong because I thought he was bad. I am not wrong because I thought he was good. I am wrong because of my timing with Saquon Barkley. My timing in fantasy football, again, this is the same uh, dynasty league. I um, picked up Saquon uh, directly after his injury. Uh, He had a high ankle sprain. He was out for six weeks. It was his first injury. Um, I picked him up. I actually don't think he was out as long. He he said that uh, Wakanda was his reason for why he He came came back back so quickly. Yes. Um, So he came back early, and he did fine. He was okay. Um, But then later on, he had the ACL. ACL, ACL tear big knee damage um obviously a big deal for a running back i held on to him for all of that time and so basically i only got injured saquon barkley and then at the end i traded because i was like i have no idea what the saquon barkley after injury will be because i have not had a good experience traded him away and now he has been absolutely spectacular and so it wasn't that i thought that he would be bad at any point in time it was really just my timing i guess by trading him away i kind of assumed that he wouldn't be as great but uh my timing has been absolutely terrible and that is one that feels like the twisting of the knife i love saquon barkley and he's your guy I and I can't have him on my team and do well. So I guess if that's what it takes for him to do well, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. There you go. There you go. What about your number two, Kenny? Now I'm just like thinking about Saquon Barkley. And it's, just, it's tough. It's, He's you know you're having the Saquon memories. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's tough. Not yeah. as bad as my number one. My number one hurts a little bit more. So there you go. What Fair. is your number two, Kenny? So. I'll let you do your number one uh, is last but not least uh, and build the anticipation. I'm going to do number two and number one together. Okay. Um, I'm going to package these two because they're both quarterbacks. They're both quarterbacks who I was particularly fond of more than everyone else. I have debated over these two quarterbacks that they were good and that they were just in bad situations and that they would continue to be talented and just get better and prove the doubters wrong. And I doubled, tripled, quadrupled, sometimes even quintupled down on these quarterbacks. And uh, so I'm going to share them together. Uh, Number two is Carson Wentz. And number one is Sam Darnold, who was mentioned earlier. What is past quintupled? I don't don't know what is beyond that. You know, I stopped there because I don't know either. 
Yeah, well, if you know what's after quintupled, you can email us, and you can also point at the fact of either how equally wrong you were, or um, maybe it is uh, something that- How wrong I was. Exactly, how you got it right when we got it wrong, and uh, you can Mm -hmm. email us at um, thesportseffectpodcast at gmail.com. That's effect with an E, as it should be. All right, and you were saying about your pick. Yes, yes. So Carson Wentz, number two, Sam Darnold, number one. Carson Wentz was one of those guys who I was a fan of as soon as he came into the league, and he actually had the more... The reason I put him number two and not the most wrong is because he actually had some moments where he was looking like a starting, maybe even prolific NFL quarterback. He uh, first couple of years with the Eagles, there was a year that if he didn't get injured, he would have won MVP. Um, he was leading the league in touchdowns. It's a little bit of hearsay, but uh, continue. It's all right. Most of all the odds books had him winning, and then he went out with a season-ending injury. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my guns there. Is that uh, he would have won it? Um, and unfortunately, that year, well. Fortunately, unfortunately, depending on who you ask, Nick Foles stepped in and won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, um, which really ultimately derailed Wentz's career because I think it made him lose his confidence and it lost his fan base's confidence in him and he was never the same. The next year, he couldn't get back. He kept getting injured. He kept making, trying to play hero ball and just ultimately just made poor decisions. And so ultimately, I don't think it's ever been for a lack of Um, the ability to make the throws. I think it's just come down to decision-making and full-on awareness um, in the NFL game is what has tanked Carson Wentz. And I can only say that and even more for Sam Darnold. Um, As Andre likes to point out, he was quoted saying he is seeing ghosts. Um, Now that would think, you know, maybe if you can see ghosts, your awareness is better than normal. You have, you know, some sort of sixth sense in he just Sam, he replaced his fifth sense with his ghost with sense. His ghost sense, and the one that he replaced was apparently his normal vision. It's true because he cannot. His awareness is terrible. He cannot hit wide open receivers. He tries to force balls, and ultimately he is with the Jets. He was with the Jets, and he was terrible. He never really did anything. I thought. He was turning around with the Panthers. He started out first two weeks. He had like three rushing touchdowns. I was like, sweet, look at this man, dual threat. And then he was terrible and he got benched. And so Sam Darnold, um, you know, I'm still rooting for you, man. Carson Wentz, I'm still rooting for you. I am hopeful that you guys could turn it around. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen because they've been, they've been pretty bad. <laughs> they've been pretty bad. So those are my number two and number one. Um, and, you know, I'm quite embarrassed for how much I've defended them. And uh, Andre, we're going to go to you because I'm embarrassed. Before we get off you of you being embarrassed, we're going to uh, jump back on that for a second. And if you had to, so you've already placed your flag on each of them, um, probably, you know, uh, it was quadruple and then quintuple and whatever the next one is. So speaking of whatever the next one is, I want to know what is your next one that if you have the planet, your flag back on one of those two, who is it going to be? Granted, one of them has a starting job and one of them doesn't, but does that really impact your decision? Andre, this is a tough, this is a tough decision. This is a tough question. Honestly, if I'm going to plant my flag back on one of these guys' camps, it's going to be Sam Darnold. I'm going back to the wow. well. He is the backup with Carolina. and um, Third string. No, he's injured right now. Oh. Gotta give him, he's injured. Okay. You got to right, give, right, give him right, some right, credit. Right, credit, some credit, 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 credit where credit's due. Uh, who knows? Maybe P.J. Walker is actually in the clubhouse a uh, better option. Well, we don't know. 
But I would say I'd go back to the well with Sam Darnold just because I think Carson Wentz, he has been on three teams now, the Eagles, the Colts, and the Washington Commanders. And I think he has shown more glimpses of greatness. Um, but however, I think his time is th- pretty much through. We've seen what he he has played with, with a decent Eagles team, a good Colts team, and he was just not great. Uh, Sam Darnold still has yet to be on a quality NFL franchise, in my opinion. The Jets and the Panthers have both been very bad when he's been there. And so I'm going to hold out hope that uh, maybe he can go to the Raiders and win that MVP. Uh, and as we mentioned the in the... Uh, previous podcast so i'm going back to the well with sam darnold but uh good question there i appreciate it absolutely um and now we're going to come back to uh my uh gut punch of a pick i'm dying to hear this and it all came back to last year uh, which was 2021 in fantasy football um and as we were going through and picking a lot of times sports analysts when they don't know of one player over another on a team um they don't actually try and like accurately predict it. They just put them right next to each other. So, for example, they will put two running backs literally back to back because they don't know who is going to be the one that emerges. And it's not actually that they'll be, say, quarter or uh, running back 30 or 20. It's 20 or 21. It's that one of the two of them will do well and probably be higher than that number if they emerge. But you have to pick them as that number because you don't know which one it is. You throw it a dart. Yes, but in fantasy football, it came down to I made a choice and my father made the other choice as they were next to each other. I chose Robert Woods and he chose Cooper Cup. Oh, man. And that was the wrong decision as Cooper Cup won the Triple Crown. Um, We were talking uh, in the last podcast about how well he has done with Matthew Stafford and how he has arisen. And there was seemingly no way to figure that out beforehand. Um, If only we could have known that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup were getting lunch together, like or breakfast together at 6 a.m. Like that was I never read that report. I don't know if you did. I never read that report. No, I did not. Not until after the fact. And then apparently that was the golden ticket. And now I make sure to uh, check who my uh, players are eating breakfast with every time before I draft them. And what kind of eggs they eat. Because, you know, if it's, uh, you know, sunny side up, then it's not the case. You don't want to go for them. That's what Robert Woods was eating. Oh, all right. Allegedly. Robert Robert Woods is uh, um, no longer having sunny side up days. Um, He... Uh, not only the injury that wasn't only it he was already a second fiddle when he was the number one uh before matthew stafford had had um arrived in la so that's the number one uh part of it is also then my father had cooper cup and so that makes it even a little harder um when i could have just as equally picked cooper cup from that list um tough to lose to your dad like that yeah tough especially when i doubt he does as much prep as you yeah well yeah yeah, I I would agree with that, but he will stand by that he always liked Cooper Cup more. Uh, but hindsight is much easier than predictions in uh, sports. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And that is why it's fun to, you know, that's the great thing about predictions is you can look back and laugh at each other when you are wrong. So um, if any of you, you know, Andre mentioned earlier, email us, email us if you have had a prediction about a quarterback or a player that was way wrong. And we want to hear it. Maybe you thought Jamarcus Russell was going to be the truth. Or uh, maybe you thought Johnny Football was going to be the lead the Browns to, you know, the championship. Who knows? We want to hear about it. 
Or did you think that uh, Joe Burrow, um, that his ship had sailed and that his move to Ohio would be unsuccessful? That's true. Someone probably did. Yeah. So uh, let us know your be- your worst takes at uh, the Sports Effect podcast at gmail.com. Now we're going to jump into our next segment, which is the stat that smiles back. Last week, Andre shared a great stat about Larry Fitzgerald and how he has more tackles than he does drops in his career. And I was like, well, you know, wide receivers are pretty cool. Um, I wonder if I can find any other wide receiving stats. So this episode, I found a stat about the Chiefs wide receivers in 2014. The Chiefs wide receivers as a whole, all of them on the entire team in the entire 2014 season had zero receiving touchdowns the entire year. Zero. You heard that right. No touchdowns. Big goose egg. What makes this even more crazy is that the Chiefs went 9-7 and that year, finished second in their division, and barely missed the playoffs with zero of their receivers catching any touchdowns. You said that this was a 1914 uh, stat uh, from, you know, 1914? No, 2014, Andre. Mm. 2014. They they do throw the ball. They do. In 2014. Do. As evidence, Alex Smith, the quarterback, who underrated quarterback Alex Smith, great guy, preceded Patrick Mahomes and mentored him. He threw 18 touchdowns that year. 18. It's not a huge amount. Not a huge amount, but still 18 Oh, he did have passing. Oh, they. Oh, that they makes it way more. That makes it way more. I was just thinking that they were like, uh, run it up the middle, and it was always running and whatever. I was nope. it, when you said that, it sounds like zero passing touchdowns. But in fact, eighteen, and none of them went to the wide receivers. They had eighteen touchdowns between the tight ends and the running backs. The tight end or the touchdown reception leader was a tie between Jamal Charles, who had five, and Travis Kelsey, who had five. So two great pros like mm-hmm. phenomenal but the fact that they didn't have any receivers catch touchdowns was tyreek hill on that team he was not yet not yet he was not right. yet he had not been drafted so tyreek hill did help you know change the direct trajectory of the chiefs wide receivers but a couple you know i thought this was even like just putting some context with these stats chiefs wide receivers were thrown to 219 times in 2014 zero touchdowns 219 balls thrown towards him they had of those 219 targets they caught the ball 129 times and had no touchdowns that's crazy to me that's insane. that's crazy i mean you see wide receivers like that's probably the most common touchdown scorers wide receivers right like i mean i don't have the exact empirical evidence but i would say receivers probably score touchdowns more often than any other skill position group other than quarterbacks obviously Right. I mean, the problem would be if you compare numbers of like running backs plus tight ends compared True. to wide receivers. True. So if you it's add probably it. close, but if you did it by position, you're likely right. Especially because when you're combining wide receivers, you're combining three to four guys, Sometimes um, five or six. Exactly. Um, and so the fact that none of them ever, you know, had broken coverage for a breakaway, um, I guess that wasn't Alex Smith's, you know, strong suit of the deep ball. Uh, but that, I mean, just that it didn't happen over the course of, a 16 game yeah, season 16 games and that it never happened uh that is absolutely wild and also just goes to show you um that 
Travis Kelsey is a ball magnet. The ball just goes to him. It doesn't matter the quarterback. doesn't matter it's 2014 or 2024. Um, it is going to go his way. Kelsey, all the way. So, Andre, what do you rate that stat on the scale of, have we named the scale yet? The scale of uh, awesomeness, the scale of groundbreaking stats. I don't know how, how what we're in it. Well, you know, if you have a name for the scale, let us know. But, Andre, what do you uh, what do you think that this stat should be rated on a scale of zero to ten? Um, I'm going to my crack. My first crack at the name of the scale is the uh, stat smile scale because it's the stat that smiles back. I like it. The stat smile scale. Um, and so the uh, triple get, S scale. We get those smiley fruit snacks to eat while we do this, and we mm. can like you know give each other that many fruit. You snacks. know, there's another snack that smiles back. Is there? Yes. How do I not know about this snack? Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard about it. Yeah, maybe got to do some research. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> if uh, that said snack ever uh, decides to uh, sponsor one of our podcasts, we will happily uh, mention their name. But uh, We'd love to. Until then, uh, you'll have to figure out what is the snack that smiles back. Exactly. But for now, it's the stat that smiles back. And I'm going to give this an 8.5 um i don't i can't give it the 10 i don't i i think we gave it the 10 last time because we started with like one of the strongest stats that we can do ever yeah. strongest stats ever you know we i encourage anyone to email us um with a stat that they think is crazier than the um larry fitzgerald that we mentioned in the last one but i will give this a solid eight and a half because the nfl has just been changing for the last 20 years into a passing league and the fact that there was a team that did not have any passing touchdowns that they didn't break one time for a they didn't fall in the end zone um is pretty mind-blowing so i will give it an eight and a half i like it i like it good good rating my friend good job good job in this episode um if you liked it you know please let us know if you didn't like it feel free to let us know uh before we sign off i want to shout out a couple more people um we want to first off shout out Dwayne bow oh andre yes uh, well, no, I just wanted to also shout out. I want to mention that I had a shout out and that I wanted to shout out Taylor uh, for thinking yes. that uh, sports betting uh, parlays can come true. Um, and so $100,000 based off of a $5 bet, that is my kind of bet right there. And, you know, just putting a couple of dollars on it, seeing what happens and hoping. Uh, so Taylor um, is probably influencing me to put in a, a couple extra parlays maybe. This I, week. I think I might do some parlays. Yeah. I think I might do some parlays. Yep. But yes, shout out Dwayne Bow. He was the leading receiver. He was the leading wide receiver in terms of receiving yardage on that Chiefs team. Uh, underrated guy. He had 90 targets that year. No touchdowns. And uh, shout out Sam Darnold. Shout out Sam Darnold. You can do it, man. I believe in you. Shout out Saquon, and I'm willing to take the L on my fantasy league if it means you do good things. Shout out Saquon. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Go Lions. Go Lions. Go Lions.